This is John Gramstrand, and I'm a certified energy specialist for CHS Ag Services in Stephen, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Conan in studio. We'll have updates from Sierra Doctor and Whitney Pittman as well. China is criticizing the Biden administration's decision to shoot down the suspected surveillance balloon. A Chinese foreign ministry official said the U.S.'s use of force is a clear overreaction and a serious violation of international practice. A threat of retaliation was made by the Chinese. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken was scheduled to travel to China on Friday. Uh, he canceled that trip in response to the spy balloon. Weekly Commodity Futures Trading Commission Commitment of Traders report is unavailable. A third-party financial data firm is unable to provide the information due to a cyber attack. A ransom was reportedly paid to a hacking group called LockBit. It may take days to fix that situation. North Dakota Stockmen's Association past President Dan Rorvig chairs the National Cattlemen's Beef Association Tax and Credit Committee. Rorvig is concerned about the high input costs and rising interest costs. Now, we, we're a little bit optimistic about the direction that feeder cattle and, and fat cattle are going because of the supply and demand issues. Uh, but we're also very concerned that those our income side is probably not keeping up with the uh, with the costs associated with producing those animals. And the National Cattlemen's Beef Association met last week in New Orleans. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more. North Dakota Stockmen's Association past president Jeff Schaefer was at the National Cattlemen's Convention and NCBA trade show this past week. Farm bill discussion dominated the Ag Policy Committee meetings. You know, privileged to serve as uh, vice chair of egg, food and egg policy. Chairman is Ken Hertz from Nebraska. And, you know, obviously one of the most important things we talked about was the farm bill, you know, in the discussion phase. And some statistics from that yesterday that I thought was interesting was 81% of the farm bill spending is on the SNAP program. And actually 1.7% of federal spending is on the farm bill. So the farm bill is a very, very small percent. It's less than 2% of federal spending. And to me, that was a real eye-opener. Schaefer says the cattle industry is optimistic for the next few years. You know, challenges, I think it's interest rates and obviously increased input costs. Um, the markets are better. You know, that there's some optimism out here. Uh, cattle facts, you know, they're very optimistic. It's, it's probably the most optimistic talk I've heard in the last couple of years. It seems to me leverage is coming back. You know, the ca uh, cattle inventory reported, you know, they took just over a million cows off again. And, and it's just shaping up to, to look like some exciting times. If, if we can get some of these costs under control, it looks to be some exciting times ahead in the beef industry. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. The Specialty Crop Farm Bill Alliance has released its priorities for the next farm bill. National Potato Council CEO Cam Quarles says it is an ambitious set of recommendations. Specialty crops, because they're so uh, diverse, you've got over 200 crops under one umbrella. Uh, the recommendations span needs from uh, the trade world, uh, nutrition, pest and disease exclusion, research, uh, all, all of the various uh, segments of agriculture, they're all reflected in these, in these recommendations. Because of its broad diversity of crops, Quarrel says the Specialty Crop Alliance is uniquely positioned to bridge the food and commodity title debates. I think there's a real uh, consumer focus that uh, the specialty crop industry can bring uh, clearly, we're big players in things like 
the school lunch and breakfast programs, the um, uh, a variety of federal feeding programs. Nutrition is always at the top of our list. And I think it just brings a whole new kind of constituency that maybe wasn't that focused on farm bill policy um, before. It just it strengthens the bill overall. USDA is proposing new nutritional standards for school meals. This plan would limit added sugars to an average of no more than 10% of calories per week. At least 80% of weekly uh, grains consumption must be whole grain products. USDA is considering two options for milk. One would limit milk choices in elementary and middle school to white milk. The other option would allow fat-free and low-fat flavored and unflavored milks for all grades. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack said the standards would be phased in. So we begin in the school year 2024 and 2025 with full implementation of all the standards across the board by the year school year 2029-2030. Get the latest news and weather updates anytime by listening to the Red River Farm Network podcasts. You can find those at rrfn.com or most anywhere you find your podcasts. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Farm news on the Red River Farm Network. The month of January saw a drop in drought conditions across the country. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. The United States is seeing some relief from the drought that has affected much of the Great Plains. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey explains. Looking at the end of January 2023, we are seeing just under 62% of the country with some color on the drought monitor map. D0, which is abnormally dry conditions, to D4, the highest end drought. That is down more than 12 percentage points from the end of 2022 when we had 74% of the country with either dryness or drought. While there is some relief, the lack of moisture is still impacting winter wheat. Looking just strictly at the four drought categories, D1 through D4, we have seen a 7 percentage point reduction from just under 50% on December 27th to just under 43% on January 31st. So we are heading in the right direction, but we do have this core area of drought, mainly across the Great Plains, that has been terribly persistent with significant impacts on rangeland, pastures, and crops, including most recently winter wheat. Reporting for the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman. Dismet, South Dakota, cow-calf producer and cattle feeder Todd Wilkinson is the new president of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Wilkinson succeeds Don Schiefelbein of Kimball, Minnesota. Clark Price at Washburn, North Dakota, was elected chair of the NCBA Federation Division. East Grand Forks farmer Rhonda Larson will be succeeded by Oklahoma farmer Michael Peters as chair of the U.S. Wheat Associates. Larson will turn over the leadership of the group at the U.S. Wheat Associates board meeting in Minneapolis in July. Jim Pellman of McCluskey, North Dakota, was elected secretary-treasurer. The latest inductees into the North Dakota Agriculture Hall of Fame have been announced. The honorees are Nancy Jo Bateman of New Salem, uh, uh, Jerry Doan of Bismarck, Bateman is the former executive director of the North Dakota Beef Commission, who retired at the end of 2022. Doan was the first chair of the State Board of Agricultural Research and operates uh, the Black Leg Ranch. Ceremony will be March 8th at the North Dakota Winter Show in Valley City. As we inch closer to spring, decisions are being made, uh, made for seeding wheat. Westbred technical product manager Justin Berg encourages farmers to Look at the big picture. Thinking about, uh, you know, what their rotation is, you know, looking at some of the markets uh, that are some of that uh, 
the stuff that's happening in the marketplace today. And then also, you know, looking at some of their soil samples, seeing where they're at with their fertility program, making sure they're getting their, their fertilizer, you know, uh, some pre-bought fertilizer taken care of and, and helping them, uh, making sure that they're thinking about where they're going to, where they're going to seed their wheat crop um, and, and, and that kind of stuff in their rotation. Berg says it is important to put the right variety on the right acre. So when we think about varieties specifically in the Red River Valley here, WB9479 from Westbred is our earliest maturing variety. It's a shorter variety with excellent yield potential. That particular variety has extremely high protein potential as well for the northern region. Uh, along with good test weight, it's a shorter plant height. At harvest, it, it combines very nice for farmers. After supply chain issues had a huge impact on every aspect of agriculture, whether it was chemical, new equipment, or parts for repairs, 2023 is slated to have fewer problems. Precision Ag Solutions technician Melinda Martin says it's still important to get things ready to go early. There's a few things that are short yet, but for the most part, uh, our vendors are doing a pretty good job of getting us our products. So if customers need anything, um, now is the time, though, just to make sure those uh, stay in supply and that we can get them when they're needed before go time. Martin says, looking to the future, precision spraying will be something to look out for as technology advances. Uh, pretty much the basic stuff. Uh, we're a precision planting dealer. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing they have come out with is a sprayer system. They are starting to delve into the world of sprayers. And they have one product out, and they're working on a few more. So we're slowly getting our dipping our toes in that water, but not a lot of focus on it quite yet, but that'll be coming. Uh, for 2023, it's just getting these planters in and out and getting them ready for the guys to go. According to North American Potato Market News, Red River Valley wash plants shipped 305,000 hundredweight of potatoes in January. Adjusting the number of trading days, the daily shipping rate declined 31% from one year ago. Yellow potato shipments dropped 42%. Reds were down more than 15%. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Federation of State Beef Council Vice Chair Clark Price says educating consumers about the benefits of eating beef is a top priority for the beef checkoff funding. You know, I've been the vice chair for the last year has been pretty, pretty interesting to be involved at that level because you get to be stay informed. All your contractors are talking with you. Um, we're, we're just, it's just nice to stay informed that way throughout the year. So the Federation of State Beef Councils is a tool where the, the individual states can invest in the Federation to help promote, educate, and all that throughout the rest of the nation. I mean, the beef belt, which is up and down the middle of the U.S., has got way more cattle than people. So we take those dollars, collaborate them at the Federation of State Beef Councils, and then disperse them back out. Price, who ranches near Hensler, North Dakota, says the state has a large voice at the national level. As far as the state of North Dakota is very well represented on the, on the national stage. We've got committee members here today that are part of the federation that uh, are on the committees. We've got our, our Cattlemen's Beef Board members that are here. We have two of those. We've got two representatives, one of them myself, on the operating committee, Beef Promotion Operating Committee, as well as Travis Maddock. So we're, uh, we're really well represented here at at the, on the national level. Coverage of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association and Trade Show is made possible by Zoetis, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, the Minnesota Beef Council, North Dakota Stockmen's Association, and brought to you by North Dakota's Beef Farmers and Ranchers through the Beef Checkoff. The Beef Checkoff is assessed on a per head basis. 
Davenport, North Dakota rancher Travis Maddock is a member of the Beef Promotion Operating Committee and says a declining cow herd and inflation will influence beef checkoff resources. Um, I challenge our contractors, you better you better come in with some good projects because there's there's going to have to be some things that just get cut out. Uh, and there's just no way around that. That's that's inevitable. We're just going to have to uh, uh, get those dollars in, into those projects that are really going to have a good return. And uh, the projects that don't, they're going to have to uh, go by the wayside. Maddock believes the beef industry is very re resilient. A consumer uh, will walk by uh, the retail meats case, and the, and the first thing they always show you is beef. And that they'll stop and grab, you know, a, a chuck roast for six dollars and ninety-nine cents a pound. We need just a couple steps away. There's a pork loin for a dollar ninety-nine. That that really says something about the strength of our industry and the strength of the products we're producing right now. Consumers love beef. They know it's healthy. They know it's going to taste great, and that's what they want to take home. And they're willing to pay that extra dollar or so for it. So I just uh, I hope everybody understands that this this industry is strong right now, and we've got a lot of momentum uh, with consumers, and uh, they really like what we're doing. Checking in on markets, we are a fraction lower for Minneapolis wheat as we speak. The March contract, 921, down a half penny, July down quarter. The Chicago wheat, March, four and a half higher, and hard red winter wheat for March, five and three quarter higher. March corn down a penny at 676 and a half, while new crop corn is three quarters of a cent higher. March soybeans down five and a half, 1526 and a half. New crop soybeans down by one and a quarter cents. Plenty on the farm calendar. The American Crystal Sugar uh, Company Grower Seminars are taking place. There will be a session tomorrow at Grand Forks at the Alaris Center. Uh, the uh, starting time, 8.30 tomorrow. They'll be taking a look at insect control, weed control, managing major sugar beet diseases, and more. Countryside Insurance Agency has a farmer update meeting going on tomorrow, 9 a.m. at the KC Hall in Reynolds. They'll talk crop insurance. Dale Richardson from Endon will give a weather outlook, and there will be an update from the Farm Service Agency as well. A Women in Ag Networking Conference is coming up tomorrow in Wilmer at the Conference Center. Registration starting at 8.30. The program begins at 9 o'clock. Monica McConkie, Rural Mental Health Specialist, will be the keynote speaker kicking off that session again tomorrow morning. And the Advanced Crop Advisors Workshop is tomorrow and Wednesday. That's taking place this week at the Holiday Inn in Fargo. Again, Advanced Crop Advisors. Have a great day. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.